started as a writer doing like reviews and you know stuff like that yeah uh, back then if you had a website with music playing in the background and a gallery and a bio on the front page you were hot you oh, were yeah. a real artist you know and so they used to pay me a lot of money to write the bios that used to be on there um and so i started off as a writer and then just you know went through college and decided to get my audio engineering degree and after that i started doing artist development just really working with i'm here in la all of my friends are trying to win in music um i was in a singing group we got you know an offer from warner and all of that but my grandfather oh, said we sounded like um dying cats and so I thought we sounded good, but he didn't think so. Wait, I'm so, sorry, he said you sounded like what? Dying cats. He would come to the rose. Hello, hello, and welcome to another incredible episode of Music and Nostalgia. Yes, it is I, your host, Dapo Peters, and we are here again. I'm way too excited today because i have a super friend uh my sister i call her jay wop we've been rolling for years and she is our special guest today on our special versus episode music versus anthony hamilton or anthony hamilton versus music soul child however you want to roll with it but i'm excited to bring to you my buddy jocelyn brown davis live to music and nostalgia podcast joss what's up mama how you feeling hey i'm super excited to be here and rock with you d wop those of you guys who are watching this get in the comments call him d wop that's what he is he's that guy um that's my partner so brother i'm so excited to be on this podcast support you um i've been watching and i'm just excited to get a chance to participate it's gonna be a vibe oh it's already a vibe you on it so we live in it so i am excited elated um, of course, you know, today's episode, we're talking about music, Soul Child, and Anthony Hamilton. These two gentlemen were like in our growing up, just gems in that era. I remember hearing um, Anthony Hamilton when he did that song with uh, with Nappy Roots. Uh, what was that All joint? All my life I've been pope, but it really don't matter no Come on. more. That mm -hmm. was my joint. Listen. I was, it, look, I was so vibing with that joint. And then I heard this voice out of nowhere just, just come in. And I was like, wait, who is this? Where he come from, right? And that song, like, I was rocking to that. Immediately, I was like, yo, we need to find out who this guy is. And if he's a part of Nappy Roots or if he's his own thing. And then he found a way of, like, merging the worlds that he comes from and evolved into and making it just a vibe where... What is it 25 years later he's still rocking i mean it's just fantastic to see what he's got going on um let me ask you this right in in your early stages we're gonna talk about music soul child real quick you know my man what was was it um soul star was that the first album for you that you were like no. Ooh, this is it no, for those of you guys watching, I want you to know uh, Dapo is biased on this versus. So as we lean in, I'm going to be in the middle, neutral. <laughs> um, technically, I'm biased. We're not going to talk about that. I'm a professional. <laughs> right. Yes, you but, are. Uh, no, actually, uh, I just want to 
wait, no, just listen was the first one, right? When he did half crazy and half crazy was like a cut that came out of nowhere and just took everybody over in so far as like this R&B, like neo soul sound, it just yeah. like dropped in the middle of nowhere. And I think stole everybody's hearts. Like it was something that was in everybody's rotation. Wait, 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 and wait, wait, wait. So just listen was the first for you. Yeah, that was the first, that was his first album. No, it was, I, I just want to sing. I just want to, okay, wait. I just, yeah, it was, I just want to sing and then just listen. See? Let me get it right. No, wait, wait, just wait. listen was first. I got this. Wait, I just listen was that. first? Just listen was first. Soul Star was next. Love and Music after that. No. Uh, oh, wait, it. so I just want to sing isn't on... I just want to sing was where love was. Uh, love came on that album, and just friends. That because was the just first friends one. was on the movie. Uh, oh man, I hate when I draw a blank like this. Uh, we just talked about it. Professor, not a professor. We, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, we just talked about that before we started we recording. Yeah. So, so, but just listen was the one that captured you. Is basically uh, what what we're saying, right? Yeah, so, yeah. well, that's not true because uh, Just Friends was a super hit. And it I was. knew that song too. So now, I think, it, I think honestly, when we're talking about like my nostalgia and my memories, yeah. I didn't have attachments to like Just Friends and all of that. Like it was a jam, it was a vibe. Yeah. But I think my memory started with Just Listen. Right, right. Um, and then moved into the other albums. But that, you know, it's funny, right? What what I love about Just Listen is that it's a lot of the songs on Just Listen are follow up to I Just Want to Sing, right? Right. So right. Like, and additions you, like tack ons. Yeah, and it's like a new perspective on certain songs. And I was like, oh, that's a great, great perspective. Like you met her, she was 17 now. She's 25 and, you know, so it was like different, different uh, narratives. So I love the fact that Just Listen really anchored um, itself to you. And then, of course, what song on Just Listen really uh, can you think of? But you said Half Crazy, right? Well, Half Crazy ended up being so that that Just Listen album ended up being at a time when I was like young and figuring it out. Right. My mom okay. had passed away. I've got my little brothers. I'm helping my aunt raise them. I had decided that I was going to go to college after getting F's my whole scholastic career. I was not the greatest student. And I was like making this transition that, you know what, I'm going to go to college and just really making like decisions that, you know, people doubted me on and things like that. And so I decided to move in with my aunt and go to a different school and help her with the boys and things of that nature. And so that album was something that was in my regular rotation, right? Half mm -hmm. Crazy, um, Don't Change, like all of these different songs off of that album. And I remember, you know, so vividly, and I'm gonna jump into the next album too, because me and my brother used to listen to music all the time. Now they're young, right? They're in yeah. you know elementary school. I'm in high school at this point. 
and I'm, you know, introducing them to music. And this neo soul thing was taking over and I'm a hip hop head. Yeah. So the way that they were able to take hip hop and sing it, it became like, it. honestly, to this day, I don't even know how you explain neo soul. Like it's a, it's a sound all its own, right? Yeah, it fits in so many different pockets. And so he started falling in love with this album with me. And then that was when Soul Star came out. And so get the hot, come on. Come on, oh, no, yeah. no, listen. If I get started, I'm gonna bust some, some eardrums, but people are gonna feel my heart. I'm telling you, we're gonna hit the Mar Mariah Carey falsetto <laughs> if we feel the spirit. Why Let's not? start at the falsetto. <laughs> it's a safe place where people just know when you're singing that high that you're not really trying to sing. So they have mm -hmm. no reason to comment. That, yeah, listen, know, this is just me and you right here. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> just me and you. Um, but the the cool thing was was that we fell in love with this one album right my little brother starts falling in love with music soul child along with me and then i'm coming out of like this you know kind of pseudo depressed state and finding myself finding my confidence at this time yeah. really young getting ready to graduate from high school and deciding that i was going to apply to colleges and things like that so i'm taking what felt like a big leap to me at the time and definitely didn't have like a whole lot of support and so soul star came out and at this time I'm waking them up for school and, you know, we're doing our thing in the morning. And when Soul Star came out, that the beginning of that album, oh, 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 when the, just, just the start of the album is like yeah. a thing for us is a nostalgic memory for us where we know, like we're getting up, we're getting dressed, we're getting going. Uh, and then Womanopoly was one of the songs on there. Womanopoly was like, it, even though she, you know, she used to get made up, fun of for the clothes that she wore, right? Yeah. Now she's on top of the world, right? And so I would wake up and get dressed and listen to, you know, that album with him. And that became his album to the point where he started stealing it. I couldn't find the CD. You know, CDs wait, were a thing back then. Wait, how, how old is your brother at that time? Because you're talking CDs in elementary school. You know, with the pop top where you got to hit the stereo and get the CD out yeah. and try not to scratch it when you that, get it out. Yeah. Yeah. And so my CD would come up missing, you know, my jewel case broke and I'm like, where is my CD? Return it back. Put the toothpaste on the back, put the alcohol on the back, whatever it is that you need to do to return it back with no scratches, put it back in this leather case where you found it. Right? Let, let, let me but, guess. You got it all back, right? No, no, never. I've never <laughs> seen that CD again ever. Right. And so it was crazy because he literally started falling in love with this particular album. And I started seeing how it changed the way that he looked at music. It yeah. changed the things that I introduced to him uh, when it came down to music. It just changed everything, you know, really for us. And they started waking up listening to. So now I'm speaking my confidence through some of these songs. They're speaking their confidence through some of these songs. And it became an album that was really in that room where the three of us slept. That's how broke we were, right? Yeah. Where the three of us slept. This became our morning jam, you know, our morning album where we would wake up and get it going. So let's talk about Womanopoly because what I loved is how he created a narrative around a board game but right. gave it to the woman to carry, you know, carry the narrative in that. And he's just singing about it. 
what are some things that really, and, and I love the fact that you, you were just transparent saying that the three of you stayed in the same room. That's how broke you were, right? I love the transparency because a lot of people wouldn't necessarily want to admit to something like that, but that shows, um, it, does it show any parallel for you? Like the traveling through the obstacles? Is that why that connected to you? Yeah. I mean, it allowed me to speak it into existence. And yeah. I related to the girl who was working a job just to help her mama out when mm -hmm. I was, we were stuck in the room because I had moved in just to help my auntie out. Right. And one of my brothers had given up his bed, you know, so that I had a place to sleep. Mm -hmm. So it allowed me to speak into existence where I knew I was going right. And waking up and saying, yeah, this is what I'm choosing. Right. To yeah. project right in the morning. And there was so many different things that just allowed us to vibe in a crazy way. So fast forward, it ended up being my little brother's favorite album so much so that he walked him and his wife when they got married, walked down the aisle uh, to don't change off of the original. So off of just listen, right. And so now that's his favorite artist, right. And so <laughs> it's amazing how you have these memories that are attached to songs or albums albums that some people didn't even get a chance to listen to the full thing right, right. some people don't even know some of these songs right womanopoly was not a single <laughs> it was and but that's how you knew it was a legit album like you had to dig through every track you had to listen to the whole thing and yeah. catch the whole picture and catch the whole vibe um but it ended up changing how he saw music it changed our relationship it created a crazy bond uh you know with us and it just it was something where now every time a you know music album comes out we're like hey it would be fly if you were my b u d d you know yeah. we're on to the next album and so beautiful comes out we're on to the next album so that's just it this was that was really like a formative album for me in the relationship with my little brothers yeah so that it, it's amazing right that means you guys can literally hear any song from the album it's in separate spaces and immediately pulls you right back we're gonna hit the words the yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're, we're there together we're gonna hit the words right we know every <laughs> single lyric it's a thing that you know that's fabulous because right, um so one of one of music soul child songs I, i'm gonna tell you like i love all the albums so much that i'm gonna tell you this one story it's a really quick one right this was um he did a song called romanticipation what i used to like off rip what i loved about his songs is that his titles were always a mashing up of all the words so it's like it wasn't it wasn't always i love you or or whatever the case he merged all of them to be one word right and romanticipation was the era where i you know i'd already I already loved poetry. I'd written some, but when that came out, it felt so much like spoken word. Like, you know, like this was deaf poetry jam type vibes. And so I was like, yo, let me try to figure something out. Let me get myself in this space. And I could never write anything that felt like a deaf poetry jam type piece. But I was like, I can interpret though, like for real. So I would play um, romanticipation in the background and as you're hearing it, I come up with the words and it, I'd, I'd be reading the words, you know, because back then you had the CDs and you had the little booklet. So you had the, the lyrics. So lyrics I'd be reading, yeah, I would just be reading the lyrics and I'd just be like over the top of the song. So it felt like this all snapping and beating of drums and everything like that. And I would be I knew it was corny, 
but I loved it so much. I, I did, I, I, a girl that I was trying to talk to, I, you know, I pull her to the side. I'm like, yo, I got a piece for you. It's not original, but you'll vibe with it. And I go ahead and I do that joint. And the whole time she's like, oh my God, this is so, so corny. But she couldn't stop laughing and cheesing the whole time. Cause she was like, yes, corny, but it, you could tell that you were genuinely having a good time. And she just vibed with that. Like every time she heard that song after that, it'd be like, where's my piece? Like, you gonna do it? The corny Macdown always wins. Always, always. Always wins. Always. That's and thing. it was a beautiful thing. I was like, yo, this is it. So when when you say that how those songs really connected you and your 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 brothers, I understand that because yes, there's that song, but then I just want to sing. Um, was my freshman year in college. And what was great about that was uh, one of my friends from uh, Tennessee got us into line dancing, right? He brought some stuff and immediately that was like our vibe the whole time. Like I have stories on stories of learning how to line dance. And you know, at, at our conventions, when we went to conference, I, we were in the middle of the dance floor. We were doing one thing. Let's discuss that DWAP and I met over music. We met acting up on the dance floor, both sweaty. I had sweated out my press. Okay. And I we were doing, and, and we were doing a line dance. That's exactly what we were doing. And that like, it just, just legit comes right back every single time to those memories. Like I remember like we just with reckless abandon, we were so excited to just be with family. Cause when we went to our conferences, this wasn't about business. Yes, it was. We learned the business things. We learned the business technical stuff but we built bridges, like we built connections. You're out there in California. We didn't even talk about what you do, where you are, but you're out there in Los Angeles, California. I'm here in Georgia, so across the country. Yeah, yeah, we can talk over the phone, but there's a beauty. Now we have the, the virtual where we can look at each other on the phones and on, on the computer, but it's a different experience when you come to the same room and you spend some time learning about each other's journey and learning about each other's experiences in life and on the journey to being a better version of yourself. And this is an opportunity where there are things that we knew about each other for years. And there's some stuff like, I didn't know how much you love music, Soul Child, right? And it's just, it's magnanimous to know that we're, we've grown in so many ways and we're still growing and we're learning about each other along the way. That's why you're my J-WAP forever for life, right? Absolutely. Come on now across the country and back. That's just what we do. <laughs> hey, you already know. You already know. So um, outside of Soul Star and, and Just Listen, well, I, not even outside of that, inside of those, are there any other songs that, ooh, you hear it and it takes you somewhere. It takes you to a particular moment. Oh, like, yeah. By the time I got older, So Beautiful came out, yeah. right? And, you know, I like to step. Okay, that's my thing. Anybody who wants this. to hit a Chicago step with me or a Detroit step with me, I'm ready, right? And that was a that was a step, you know, a step banger for a little while. So there's just all these different songs, buddy, right? Like I said that earlier, that was a, that was a jam. Like honestly, I feel like I would go through his whole catalog, and I really can't wait to see what he's gonna do uh, on the stage. Oh, the verses, oh my gosh, it's gonna be wild. And which I have commentary for that, but we're going to get to that here in a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. You know, so it's crazy you say that, right? Like, So Beautiful, I, I was absolutely in love with, too. Because you're right. It was something to just constantly move to. But I want to go to another song. This is, I don't know. 
the thing about back then is you didn't have like all these catalogs where you could just go pick a song. You had to get the whole album, right? Um, but his first album was I Just Want to Sing. And there was a song on there, Merry Go Round. And that was a great song. That was so, look, so let me tell you the first thing that got me outside. I mean, listening to the song and when he gets to the M-A-R-Y-H-O-W-C-O-U-L-D-Y-O-U-B-E-S-O-C-R-U-E-L-T-O-M-E-M-Y, love. I was like, wait, 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 wait. I remember my roommate and I, um, at the time, my, this, was, this was my high school best friend, my college best friend, my roommate. We had to get a pen and a pad out. We were like, we rushed to our dorm, man. And we were like, trying, like, pause. Okay, go back. And so we go back and try to spell it out. And when we finally spelled it out, we're like, okay, where do we separate? Okay, M-A-R-Y, got it. And when we got it, we were so hyped because now we're like reading it off, making sure that we get the letter. <laughs> and it was like, we were... We were so committed to learning that joint. Like we felt like, man, we were, there was a test coming up after this joint and we had to kill it. But you had to know what it said and you couldn't be caught off guard. You had to know and you had to be able to spell it. You had to practice it. Those were things that I miss about music. You oh, know man. what I mean? Where we used to literally practice the lyrics and stuff like that. Yeah. And, whoop, hold on. Sorry, the dog has a squeaky toy. Oh, I'm boy. sorry, you're gonna have to edit this out. <laughs> now we just look, it stays in. We keep it. Oh, in. does it? Okay, we well, there you go. Deuce, go on. Guys, my yeah, dog's name but you is know, it's crazy. And I made up a toy that he loves. Yeah, it's crazy you say that though, right? Because yes, we had to know the words. And I I know many a times that I was singing songs wrong forever, 10 years later, still. Like I, Right? And you would call the telephone numbers? Yeah. If they put I tried a number it. in yeah. there, I never, I, I never got a hold of it. I knew that Alicia Keys was giving me her number in diary. I was like, Alicia Keys just <sighs> gave me her number. That was, and that, I'm was going to that was my first girlfriend. I told her, I, I told her, I was like, hey, yeah, look, I told everybody, that's my girlfriend. She just doesn't know it. We'll eventually connect. She was everybody's but, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah, clearly. But music, <laughs> music, oh, let me, I'm going to talk dirty about my man music, though. I got to, I got to say one thing. Okay, so, listen. So we talking about my boy now. Wait, hey, hey, hey! Somebody got to say it. It's all love though. Music, okay. My man, a hundred grand. So when he did half crazy, because you mentioned that song. Oh, it's, before I even get there, back then, the songs were the hit, but because of the era we were in, the music video was just as important. Super, right? like, it, necessary. It was mandatory. So when he did half crazy, right? Up until that point, he was always wearing dark shades, so never knew anything about it. But that one scene, <laughs> that one scene, he's on the floor and he's tearing up about how, you know, half crazy and his glasses are off. And I was like, wait a minute, what's, what was that? And that was the first time I realized why yeah. he was wearing glasses the whole time, because he was so smooth with it. You know, he, you know, he had Bilal had his little look. He was like the man, like always. I was like, shoot, I'm gonna stop wearing glasses too. I have some pictures of me wearing <laughs> colored glasses because I was trying to be cool like him. And then I realized, oh, he, he's doing it for a good reason. But half crazy? Nuts. Like, I don't know what could compete with half crazy. When you think it about was, it. I it was an incredible song. It was an incredible visual. 
we ain't gonna talk about my man's visual situation. I don't even know why he had to be music. He didn't even mean to bring that up. I, I did. I did. <laughs> but it was the beginning of, you know, the second album, usually they say like your sophomore album, you have like sophomore blues, right? Yeah. Where, you know, you don't, we don't know if people are really going to vibe with it the same way they vibed with the first one. Yeah. Um, but it really kicked him off. It really kicked him off in an entirely new way um, and allowed him a whole bunch of different platforms. It by the time Soulstar came out, he was like already solidified. Yeah. Legendary. Yes. You know, that was like, you know, you know, there's so many artists that we could bring up where their first album solidified them as legendary, like off the rip. And music was definitely one of those where that first album came out and you just knew that you had caught yourself a star. Oh, yeah. See, and okay. So folks are going to be like, yeah, she sounds like she knows what she's talking about. Let's let's roll it back a little bit. How what I don't know how to ask this question without making it just kind of what do you, instead of just a what do you do? You've been in the music industry. What are some of the things that you've been able to accomplish in the music industries? Who have you worked with and helped as far as like what's what's the basis of what you do in the music industry? So I've folks understand because you're talking real technical a bit. Right? <laughs> Uh, no, not technical, but I've been in the industry for a long time. I actually started as a writer doing like reviews and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, back then, if you had a website with music playing in the background and a gallery and a bio on the front page, you were hot. You oh, were yeah. a real artist, you know, and so they used to pay me a lot of money to write the bios that used to be on there. Um, and so I started off as a writer and then just, you know, went through college and decided to get my audio engineering degree. And after that, I started doing artist development, just really working with I'm here in L.A. All of my friends are trying to win in music. Um, I was in a singing group. We got, you know, an offer from Warner and all of that. But my grandfather oh, said we sounded like um, dying cats. And so I thought we sounded good, but he didn't think so. Wait, I'm so, sorry. He said you sounded like what? Dying cats. He would come to the rehearsals and be like, sound like dying cats. In there. Wow. We were That's actually really specific. good. We were looked at by major labels. We were actually really good. Yeah. Uh, but but the crazy thing was, was that it allowed me to realize the work that it took behind the scenes um, right. to make an artist, to create the production, to, you know, shop it, all of that kind of stuff. So I became really intrigued with the development portion of artists. And it went out of style, right? As YouTube and all of these other platforms where you could just release your music came out. Mm -hmm. That went out of style, the artist development portion of labels. And so people started seeking private development. And so I started working with labels and artists privately. And that turned into a coaching and consulting business that I've had for some years working with uh, the major labels here in Los Angeles and some major artists that you love and, you know, adore and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but it's just been a real blessing to be able to um, be a blessing, right, to help. My, yeah. I think my superpower is help. And mm. so to be able to take somebody's passion, take it on as my own and say, okay, here's what we can do. Here's what we can do. Here's what we can do, you know, to grow that person into using their art from their heart in a really major way and putting some weight behind them. It's, yeah. it's been a blessing. So it's been doing that and then doing it for music businesses as well and creative entrepreneurs and all of that kind of stuff. So this gotcha. type of stuff is fun for me. So, so you said something that your superpower is help. How do you think that has helped advance, helped? 
I feel like I shouldn't be asking you. How has help helped? But how has that catapulted careers that you've helped develop, right? Or even yours? How is that characteristic that superpower helped evolve? I think when you're, your I think when you're behind the scenes of someone's journey, a lot of people want to help but interject themselves into it. Mm -hmm. And you can't do that. I think it's a very chameleon thing to be able to take on somebody's vision of themselves, of their sound. You have to really be a great listener that says, what do you want to do? Right. Yeah. But the other thing is, is in order to help them develop it, you have to buy in with just as much passion, right? Just yeah. as much fervor. It has to kind of keep you up at night to come up with new ideas, you know, and and it's been artists that are coming from, you know, never having recorded themselves a day in their lives to, you know, Grammys, right? All, all the way up to people who already had Grammys, but are reinventing themselves and taking their style to a new level. So the development always is happening, right? It's just now, unfortunately, artists feel like they have to do it by themselves. So the, having a coach and a consultant who can help you along the way means that it, you don't have to know everything. You get to have somebody else who kind of locks arms with you or holds hands with you and says, you know what, your journey is a part of my journey. What do you want to do? And it keeps for me, I think it keeps the art for working with me. It keeps the artist authentic. My thing is always about keeping the artist authentic. It's not about what I like. If I like these type of shoes or this style, that's great. You know, or sonically, right? I, I have an artist right now who is doing a sound called Glock and Roll, right? It, it's authentic, right? And so in the beginning, some of the sounds were not really my flavor. I was like, I really don't know, right? But now, right, my job to develop him and help him find his sonic meant that I was in the studio listening to some of these same sonic sounds and getting accustomed and getting an idea and going, yeah, that sounds good. You like that? Yeah. So now you have a partner, right? As you're growing, instead of feeling like the artist who always has to bring the style, the pizzazz, the change, the sonic sounds and all of that kind of stuff, you have someone who says, okay, now what's our next step? Now, what do we want to do with that? Right. Yeah. And allows them to have that creative space and it be encouraged rather than it being, hey, come and produce and put out something that we like or bring something that we like, which can really be hard for artists to consistently do, yeah. right? Because creativity is not a button you can push. It's it's a day-to-day, -day, it's a lifestyle, it's an effort. Right, so do you feel like this path that you're on allows you or causes you to listen to music differently? Yes. Yeah, how yes. so? God, so many ways to narrow it down. Um, I'm, I'm listening to the layers and I, I think at different times I'm listening to different things depending on who the person is. Mm. So I'm, I'm not just listening to the song for the jam or, and a lot of times, you know, what's popular, you know, is what you end up liking because it's fed to you repeatedly. Right. right? But there are little things, you know, in production where I'm like, you know, oh, that would have been better if it was bigger, right? Or, oh, they should have, if there was a baseline right here, that would have been hard, right? So there are all these little things where I'm thinking, you know, it's hard doing it by yourself, right? But I listen for the beauty and what they were trying to create. And it also makes you listen to the words differently, yeah. how they say the words differently. 
um, the style that they wear with each album, right? Mm. The evolution of the character, right? Sometimes even the evolution of the sound of their voice, right? We heard K-Dot sound one way, but Kendrick started sounding another way, right? right? So there's this evolution that you start to watch that is this beautiful monotony, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that is it's different for me because I like watching the journey, but I tell clients all the time, that's what people want to see. They want to say, I was down with music. So child back when I just want to sing, right. I was down when it was this and now he's this right. And we love being a part of the journey. And so I listen to be a part of the journey for the Sonics, for all of that kind of stuff. And, And the little things I'm really into interludes and, changes and drops and you know production all of that kind of stuff just it makes me happy to see it's like looking at the seed and watching it bloom like that's the fun part for me that's that's a great perspective right because um when you think when you think about uh the ordinary listener like for instance myself i don't sonic all of that i don't get it but with the feel what i what i feel in that journey or in most instances where it takes me when I hear it, right? Is 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 all that I'm listening for. So it's it's magical that there's there are layers which I think from what you're saying informs on how you appreciate the music, not just, oh well, you know, they could have done this differently. But it's like, man, as much as I love this, man, this part of it really drew me in. And this is what kind of took me away from the song. So I love the fact that your perspective um on music and that's why one of the things i love talking about with you is because i know like you you'll be like nah let me tell you when i work with with this person that you know the things i learned about how to create or how to to help develop an artist and all of that is is really is like really powerful to see that you have all of these lines that kind of shift the path and how you evolve in your music observation and artist development and all of that because now i want to i want to ask like now that the knowledge you have now obviously just listen i just want to sing soul star came out before you were in this space working in the music industry does it take you to listen to it differently now that you're like no no nope i'm not even it's not even a pay attention thing again the nostalgia of what happens, the memories that you attach, the, I think when you work in music, even in production and stuff like that, yeah, it's deeper. You um, think of like a painter, right? Mm-hmm. They, you know, they look at artwork differently because they know, even if it's abstract work, mm-hmm. they know what it took to make sure that that drip of paint stopped right there. Right. Yeah. They know what it took to get that that tree to look just this fluff. They they know that or they're wondering, oh, I wonder what thing they used or what medium they used. Right. And in music, we're thinking, I wonder what plugin they used. I wonder what, you know, uh, what sound is that? Oh, I wonder how they bent that and modulated this. Right. So you play around with those things and even in style and, you know, how you present the covers, you know, it's a bigger picture Mm -hmm. where you get just a little bit more of the value instead of just going, that's a dope cover. Yeah. You're like, 
oh, I get it because this song said boom and then bomb, bomb, bomb. So, ooh, <laughs> and so you just, you fall in love in a different way, but the nostalgia of it doesn't change, right? So yeah. the music Soul Child stuff, for me, I'm listening to it and I'm a kid again. Oh, right? that's so good. I do not Wait, care about this so man's good. production. It was a hit to me. Yeah, that's so good. <laughs> you know, because, and I love that. That's so good because- some people will look at it and say, oh, well, you know, now that I know something about uh, music or now I know something about this area of the career, now, you know, what you knew back then, which is limited knowledge, is now wrong. Well, it wasn't wrong in the era that you learned it because that was the standard, right? Yes, it it may be wrong looking back, right? 2020 vision. But it, it's great that you you can say that, nah, I, I put all of that aside because I remember the memories and the experiences. They come back to me as I hear those songs. So it doesn't matter what I've learned differently. Those in, in that era of music, the neo-soul feel from that era, that not feel, it, that was the era, right? That neo-soul feel um, doesn't, it doesn't have an equal because it really created its own lane. And even though there's a resurgence of that type of sound right now, it it was buried in that era from like the mid nineties to like what the mid 2000, maybe 2010. So yeah. I love the fact that you identify that in the way you appreciate and respect music, you know? And you start to appreciate it in all the new stuff, right? Right, The all the new R&B artists that are coming out are taking this neo soul thing and bringing mm -hmm. it back. And for a while, everybody was like, oh, R&B is dead. Oh, R&B is gone. And mm. it took artists like, you know, Daniel Caesar and, you know, <laughs> SZA and her, and you know, to yeah. bring it back and bring just like this element. And here's the crazy thing. If you take the songs that they're making now and if you transpose them into that time, a lot of them fit right on in. Pockets. Pockets very timeless right and that's what i'm saying is i don't even know how to you know measure neo soul like that right yeah. is it r&b is it hip-hop is it jazz is it blues mm -hmm. right yeah. so many levels like if you're talking jill scott are you talking blues or are you Ooh. talking r&b are you talking soul are you talking hip-hop because yeah, let's not yeah. find a roots album yeah right yeah that so like the music soul child stuff for the verses i think one of his cheat codes is going to be what he did with the roots coming to break you off and get this started uh, coming to break you off i think oh that's gonna God. be Look, if he bring out black thought what it'll be wicked it'll cheat be wicked. Codes. yo but like all of these new artists oh i'm sorry go ahead no 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 go ahead go ahead I, I but wanna... all of these new artists have sampled music soul child stuff kalani SZA, um, uh, what's the boy who shot Megan in the foot? What's his name? Oh no, I'm drawing a blank. Um, but y'all know who I'm talking about, right? The boy with the, him. anyway. Him. Yeah, him. Yeah. Uh, right, but he did the <laughs> Chicks mixtape and he has, right? And these are like classics that were sampled, you know, that music is sampled in the songs and they're hot tie dollar sign. They're hot, they're hot yeah. songs. So he has some cheat codes where he can go back and bring, you know, some, you know, some of the old school features and stuff and where he can come and bring some of the new school into. You know, you know, it's funny you say that. Um, I heard a song the other day and I, I heard the first few uh, 
notes. And I was like, oh, I'm about to go off. And I thought it was Music Soul Child and it was not. And my heart sank. I was like, wait, I mean, it's still a bop. That moment when it's a sample, but you're sad. Yeah. I, I felt like, um, uh, what's, they what's, played what's, you. yeah, I, I was like, oh, I just got hoodwinked. Let astray. Yeah. Bamboozled. So, you know, so yeah, yeah. Like m- music. And, and if we talk about features with music, cause I, I want to, I want to say this and then I want us to go talk about Anthony Hamilton. Right. And then we, then we got to do a little, a little face off, but Music Soul Child also featured with some really great artists. Like when he when he had one of my favorites that he did. Oh man, I can't even say one of my favorites because then I have to list them all off. But uh with Mary J. Blige, uh with with Indy Irie, with oh my gosh, you name it. Like I can go, but those two, I, I wrote those two down specifically because Chocolate High. Yo. Now that's a classic. Yo. Okay. That some people may have slept on. That some people may have slept on. And if you did. Wake up. I'm going to tell you to go on back. That is a bop today. Man. Chocolate high. Because I mean it was it was it was such an indelible mark on black love right like and the fact that the two of them it was still still the height of both their careers i mean i think i think for me their music is the height of of whatever but the way they sounded it was a musical entanglement it was the entanglement of the decade did i say the word right entanglement of the decade that was so beautiful and i mean the video of course Again, that era, not only the music, you had to have it. You had to. And I mean, the color scheme that I look, that was, I never owned Chucks until that point when I saw, saw them. I was like, yo, I got to get some Chucks. Like, I I don't even know what I'm doing with my life, but I got to get Chucks. Like they were (laughs) the air, the influences of the era. I was like, all right, I'm wearing all earth tones. Now I'm wearing greens and browns. (laughs) I'm rocking it, like which, by the way, we rocking our green right now, right? Uh, right. Uh, mm, we got the uh. memo. We, we understood the assignment. <laughs> we I didn't did. realize we were going to be matching twinning. <laughs> facts, facts. <laughs> so yeah, so music, soul child, man, it, forever a bop. Um, but let's go to my man Anthony Hamilton. Like, I feel like it's it's ooh like. My introduction, we already talked about our introduction to him. That was that was uh, with Nappy Roots, right? But his first hit for me was Charlene. And that was such a defining record for him, right? Because that came out and it really set the tone of how he would be identified. But it didn't stop him from evolving, right? It just, it just, you know, like, it was one of those Mike Tyson type fights. He came in and first round knocked you out and you just didn't know where to turn. I was like, I'm sorry for every Charlene that exists out there because they were tired <laughs> of that song. Cause I abused that song everywhere I was. It was over. It was over. Like it didn't have a, they didn't have a chance. If your name was Charlene, you were owned like this song, like you'd be at a grocery store. Charlene is like, oh God, no. 
Everybody <laughs> changed their name to Charla. You know, call me Charlie. <laughs> it was, I mean, it was that real. Like everybody, like everybody was so sucked into that. I was so amazed at how quickly I fell into that song. I mean, do you, do you remember that song? I remember that song, but before we get into that, I have to say, I gotta give him like, not just this like Nappy Roots honorable mention, because he, not just him, right? Nappy Roots opened a door where they were really taking this like hip hop country thing, crossover thing to the very next level. And it worked so much so that you had people come out of that like field mob right and hits with sierra and just i mean there were so many different artists that ate off of nappy roots you know what i mean getting together and creating this thing so many stars came out of that right that it was just an undeniable transition in what was happening in music. Yeah. And again, that neo soul thing where you're like, is it rap? Is it hip hop? It was this gender bending fluid time uh, in music that was pivotal to opening up what hip hop sounded like and everything that was under its umbrella. Yeah. If Tell, that why why do you think that is? Why do I think what that That, it was just that it was so transformative? Yes. I think I think that there were a few things like number one, the whole neo soul sound was transformative. Is it hip hop? Is it RB? Is it soul? When they added that country element, yeah. What? Because you would listen to him and you couldn't figure out that tone in his voice. You couldn't figure out if he had on a cowboy hat with a little piece of straw hanging out his mouth, right? But it was I think they did in the video when you say that now. Yeah, it was like, and they, but the visual also tied it in. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and these other southern and and you know southern hip hop and southern you know soul, it's like the bedrock that just does not get enough shine, just does not get enough sunlight at all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because it's the foundation, the furniture, everything else is covering it. And you just don't even realize that without some of these moments, you wouldn't have somebody like an Anthony Hamilton, you know? Mm. So that then sent him to, um, I think, work with JD on this uh, first album yes. uh, that we're talking about, mm-hmm. right? And so then, you know, this So So Deaf collaborative, but he brought something really different to their camp too. Right. So it was just his his journey has been spectacular. And the amount of artists that have come out from up under him, including the Hamiltones. Come on, you can't forget about the Hamiltones. Come on with the tones. But he just I I think he really struck a he lit a match along with, you know, the rest of Nappy Roots and stuff like that, that opened a door for a lot of other people to come out with music at that time that sounded that southern and southern hip-hop and southern soul needed it he he really opened that thing up like kicked the door down on that you know it it, that reminds me of the 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 verse from uh uh deacon act and i'm sorry not deacon bishop uh andre 3000 he said all i gotta say is the south got something to say in 1996 exactly another evolution of that because nappy roots was was that they really really churned it like they really just kind of 
to they they helped hook us into that next era didn't go as far as i would have thought you know what i mean like just you know you would have thought that there would have been just like a really big um you know a bigger splash out of them and things like that but really grateful for their contribution because you can't view them as john the baptist they just paved the way for others yeah yeah they definitely they definitely paved the way so um you were saying uh charlene Mm -hmm. right that was your that was your jam that was oh man, I fell in love with that joint from from the get go. That's I what like, I was Who? gonna say to you. So that the the Nappy Roots song, I'm gonna take y'all back. So my nostalgia, mm-hmm. right? Again, I already told you, like growing up, it wasn't like I mean we had it all, but we didn't have it all type of thing. Yeah. I used to watch the hit list when I was getting dressed for school. Those of y'all <laughs> who are on here, y'all know. In the morning, right? You yeah. weren't, I mean, you were either listening to the radio or you turned on the TV and you were watching videos, right? Yeah. And that so was that it. Nappy Roots song takes me back to ironing my clothes that I had gotten from the thrift store. My granny loved buying me clothes from the thrift store. Right. And right. so, you know, you had to watch the hit list in the morning, be up on the current hits, know what the video looked like. Like you said, that was pivotal. So that being the introduction, that's my nostalgia. When I think Anthony Hamilton, I'm immediately dropped into the hit list somewhere ironing <laughs> let's talk about him hamilton's uh voice anthony hamilton's voice because he sounded somewhere in between church tabernacle yeah like you know sex he was one of those deacons that could sing and he, he was, was also the 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 brother in the barbershop that was wooing all the ladies with his smooth silky sounds right like he was somewhere in between like he just created his own lane i, I was i was like let me just get one note right like he can and um i'll be a problem but because he was just what was the song coming from where i'm from right i think that might have that might have been the first one that came out after i i, I don't yeah, no, actually it was. It came out right after his uh, his joint with uh, Nappy Roots. And I remember when we heard that, I-, I was like, no, wait, where did, how, this is the guy that we heard in that other song and to see his evolution, like to go solo. Cause you know, that's tough, right? Like when you come from something as big as Nappy Roots, like, it's like, yo, like you got to come correct. And he did that. And I was like, this guy really has something here. And I remember thinking like, this song can go up against most any song that's out right now. Yeah. Got time and a story to tell. Boom, mm-hmm. boom. Started when I was nine years old. Woke up and daddy was gone. I started hustling and they couldn't tell me nothing. But that joint was, it was a storytelling. It, and it's, and that's it. Like storytelling is so, so well put together. Like it, you, you followed him. Like you could see him looking for daddy like oh my gosh and it even took me to the episode in will smith when his dad showed up and then disappeared like that was that's what i got from that hustling trying like it was really just so smooth the storytelling like i was like dude like bruh the truth about anthony hamilton is songs like I'm a mess right now. Mm-hmm. Can he can't sleep? If you haven't had a breakup to Anthony Hamilton, you missed <laughs> it. You missed a moment in life. 
that it's fact. a thing it's funny you if say you that. haven't fallen in love like the uh my first love song mm-hmm. what those are like songs where you're like with him yeah on like you feel like you i don't want to say like you feel like you're in love but you feel like you're in love with him like you feel sad with him you feel like you're laying on the floor crying too yeah but 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 that's but that's not only the way the words were put together but just the way it was delivered to us like he has i mean like that's why when you talk about the hamiltons i'm like this sir sir it's unfair right it, because uh, yeah go ahead go ahead i'm sorry it is no unfair. because he so I, he was so soulful i think that's i think that's the best way to to really just frame it he, every note was like from the depths of his soul it just it, it, he didn't he didn't have a throat sound in him everything was so deep and i from the belly oh my gosh like all the way down i was like how did you sir how did you get there and he does it with with what looks like no effort to me yeah that was like um uh the song float baby come float with me take your feel your body up higher you felt like the way he sang it you felt like you no 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 you felt like you were in the clouds man mm-hmm. you felt like you were in the clouds he has a way of telling the story and vocally just again it, there it, there's something to be said about looking at this bigger picture and watching him use his tool or his medium his vocal cords to facilitate something that you can close your eyes and absolutely see yeah right and that's what my brother was saying about uh music soul child when we were talking about it he was like you know i could close my eyes and see love I, I could visualize, I could close my eyes and see love. And I felt like Anthony Hamilton was the same way. You could close your eyes and see the struggle. You could close your eyes and see the pain. And Anthony Hamilton has a song for every occasion. If you're breaking up, he's got, I'm a mess. If, oh, yeah. if they left, but you want him back, he got Charlene. If you're getting married, you can uh, play the point of it all. And right? the point of it all. Mm. I love you. Oh. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, no. you know, if you want to cook, you can play cornbread, fish, and collard greens. Oh, I listen! Got no, you know I can't stop dancing. Don't oh, get me wait. started. <laughs> or, uh, oh, what's the joint he did with David Banner? Um, oh, cool. yep. Oh, and see, that was so, and that was a real calm and low song. Yes. And for me, I was like, David Banner is uh, rough. Like, how are we going to get through this one? But he came with it. Like, I mean, it, it the varied style did not matter because they flowed. So it just so well uh, melded together. And I was like, yo, I love the fact. I remember watching that video and he's just in the car. And then David Banner like jumps out of a tree or something. Like, at least that's how my memory was. I was like, this is like David Banner was like scary <laughs> big. For the video. Now I gotta go back and watch it. Yo, I gotta go back and Google it. Yeah, and and the worst part is again because of our memories. Well, I remember hearing "Cool" and it was just one of those things. I wanted a I wanted a convertible because I wanted to drive around with my arm out out the window just so I could cruise to this. So the David Banner could hop out of a tree and see a whip. 
Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but that's how cool I felt listening to that joint because it and and then Banner came in and hit hard and then it was and then transitioned right back into that smooth soulful sound from Anthony Hopkins. So it was it was oh oh my goodness. It was like how do you 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 can't say no to either one of those sounds. But Anthony Hamilton's featured, he's featured in and fe had others featured in his songs. And no matter what side of the fence it is, hits. Nothing so, but the hits. Nothing okay, but the so hits. are we getting Nothing to this versus conversation? Is that what we're doing? What'd you say? Are we getting to this versus conversation? Is that what Oh, yeah. Doing? No, we're about to right now. I, yeah, no. Oh, give me, give me. Okay. Um, point of it all, right? Do, do, we want, do you want to start with point of it all? Well, okay, so okay, so I think I'm not necessarily here. I'm not. I'm not the best for like the the matchup where I'm like, oh, he gonna play the point of it all, and then he gonna play this, and then he gonna play that. I'm not ready for that. However, yeah. I am here for all the cheat codes. Come with it. Oh, see, that's I'm. I'm that's why you're here because you know Anthony stuff Hamilton has some cheat codes. Yeah. In the beginning, I was like, okay. Music's got this. These cheat codes that Anthony Hamilton has, and Some, quite no. What what's what's his cheat code? Number one, we all know if you watch verses that if you have a Jada Kiss song and you bring Jada Kiss out, forget it. Yeah, forget it. Yeah, okay. Jada Kiss, why when he was coming back into the game, ruthless. Why? What? Featuring Anthony Hamilton? What? Ruthless. And he was all political and stuff. You remember that video? It was all black and oh. white. And they had the signs oh, and man. they were protesting or whatever in New York. Like, yeah, what? That's a cheat code. You bring out Jadakiss. Anthony Hamilton, bring out Jadakiss. I'm telling you now, that's a cheat code. It's going to be it one is. of the last things he does, but it's. I'm telling you, it's a cheat code. You ready for another cheat code? Come on. So in love with Jill Scott. So in love, so in love with you. So in love. Oh my, yeah. Cheat code. Oh. Okay. Jill sexy behind come out. Cheat code. Ready listen. for another cheat code? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll let listen. No, no, no. I just want to say, listen, Jill Scott is it. Like, couldn't fail with her. But what's another cheat code? Let's get okay. these out of the way. My last, my, because I already gave you kind of like some, and I already gave you the music soul child cheat codes. Yeah. Last Anthony Hamilton cheat code, Thug Mansion with Tupac. Ain't no See, place I'd rather be chilling with homies and family. That's what? unfair though. That's, and the verses is here in LA. That's unfair though. Like that's, that's what I'm saying. He got the cheat code. That's why I was like, okay, I know you're voting for music and you came on real strong in the beginning. Like, oh, that's my guy. But I'm just telling you where the bullets are like, braca, braca, braca. What you the gonna do? The of, soul um, of Tupac is coming into that room when that joint comes on. Anybody who has a Tupac song is playing it on verses. It's yeah. a classic. Yeah. If you Undeniable have a Tupac too. or a Biggie feature, cut it out. It's happening. It's a bullet, it's cocked, it's loaded. You're getting that one. Shots yeah, fired. And yeah. you can't run from the bullet. The bullet has your name on it. Yeah. So okay. Fact, you say that. So let's look at look, let's look at the cheat codes, right? We've got Jill Scott, Jada Kiss. Those um, are just the ones I can think of where I was like, Pac. yeah, we're just looking at these right now. 
<laughs> and 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 what a what a uh, music's uh, cheat codes right here. Uh, the roots. Yes, is a cheat code. Um, I was saying he could bring out the new artists like Kalani, SZA. Yeah, and um, what is that boy's name? I like him too. I'm, I'm gonna get it. it. Starts with a T. Um, but he can you know bring out some of the artists that have sampled him. Mm-hmm. Right. So he he has that cheat code. Uh, I don't know what other he, cheat codes. He one of he was featured he, for a while. He was like a hook master for a minute. Music. Yeah, and and I. Oh, you said Mary J. Blige. Yeah, Mary J. Blige. Um, India Ire. Those were like he his angle is all the. So many of his songs could have been used for weddings, right? Could have used been used for proposals. Could have been used for, for you know, the joining of stuff, right? So he's got like I, I think every time I think of love, like it's even unfair to talk about love because love has permeated so many spaces, right? That 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 is a cheat code in itself, right? Yeah, like, that is a song where, but I mean, but you have to think, love. Anthony Hamilton's gonna do, and the point of it all. Like, I mean, there's so many things that Anthony, come on, if we're doing the toe to toe, a blow yeah. for blow. I mean, but love can't hold the whole thing down now. We oh, talking but, cheat codes, we talking shots fired. Yeah, yeah, but see. In your back pockets. See, yeah, but love, I, love is one of those that, that just it's by itself, just like point of it all, right? Because, it's like honor them let them stand by themselves because i don't know what could go up against them because they just their their own vibe right like they stay in their own pockets so do you think anything ooh i'm trying to think of anything that could go up against love and be like yep this is this is this is it i i can't like yeah no nothing's coming to me but i will say this features if they go feature for feature, um, well, you know that's the that's the rules now. They can bring out if they wrote the song. Mm-hmm. Now we might get some surprises from both of them. On, I didn't even know you wrote that. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Because... I'm pretty sure that we're gonna get some. I had no clue you wrote that. You know, <laughs> situations. But in so far as like cheat codes, Lloyd Banks, like music can do Lloyd Banks. That was that could be a good I, one. Yo, didn't even addicted. I didn't even think of Lloyd Banks. Yeah, addicted would be a that would be a little 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 cheat. Angie Stone. Oh, we got it. We I, I little, you know what little cheat if he wanted. I'm I'm just saying if he wanted to bring some folks out, he could like Ooh. you know he could finesse it. But again, I'm not seeing any cheat codes coming from Music Soul Child side that rank with. Jada Kiss, Jill Scott, too high. Don't worry, I'll wait. You don't think Mary? Huh? Mary? MJB? Yeah, but we got to find three. Okay, so the the Mary J. Blige song, I mean, it's cool. It's not so in love with you. People going to be in the crowd stepping. Come. Yeah. I mean, it's cute. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He has some songs with like Ty Dolla Sign. He can bring, that's like new artists stuff yeah i just see, don't see as many you know bullets 
out here when i'm talking about the when i'm talking about the cheat coats by the way i'm not talking about their regular songs yeah most of the features or folks that featured on music soul child's first two albums anyway are were on his label at the time and unknowns at the time so like girl uh, next door what what was their name aries um uh uh, aries star yeah something like that yeah um but they they were unknown at the time i don't even know where they are in their careers or whatever happened after they split uh from mama's boys uh label that he was on but yeah that because girl next door was oh my lord but it's again because they weren't singles most people probably don't even know them you know so oh cheat code i yeah okay so cheat code i'm gonna give i'm gonna give you that uh hamilton Somebody might have to get in the comments yeah. and tell me what yeah I, yeah i can't wait if y'all out there watching and listening to this can think of any any cheat codes that anthony hamilton we gotta has, help music out come on bring it because uh because music i we're not thinking of anything right now however when it comes to catalog they both have strong albums like you know they they can go 20 songs easy they have a yeah. hard i think it's harder for them to pick their 20 than to than to find 20. the, the challenge nec- is do we go feature or do we go just yeah, I don't necessarily think I think music soul child has more of his own hits to lean on. Yeah. Than I Anthony agree. Hamilton does. I think Anthony Hamilton has more work features, things where he's written on it and stuff like that to lean on. Even though right. he has his own personal hits and he has quite a few of them, mm-hmm. I do think that he's going to pull out, you know what I mean, some cheat codes a little earlier than let's say a music soul child would have to only because both of their first couple of albums have more than enough hits to do 20. Yeah. Right. But then we're just, we're listening to those first couple of albums. Right. So I have a feeling that we're going to see some songs that maybe we're not familiar with like a one or two songs that they felt like were hits, you know, that we, you know, may not necessarily know or know the words to before they get to some of these cheat codes, but I'm really excited to watch it now that, I've started considering. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, like now, what everybody's now, gonna do. Now, what I'm asking everybody that's that's gonna check this out or that's checked it out to create their own set list, right? For either or, and they don't have to do the full twenty. Just pick five, right? Five that you think are undeniable. For me, if I was to pick five for for Hamilton, obviously. Um, coming from where I'm from and just just his hits right I'm not even talking about um uh features right coming from where I'm from Charlene uh can't let go change your world oh like oh now as I'm saying it there's other songs popping up I I can't even think lord don't make me don't make me try to say this and we then we gotta okay never mind yeah um I, I wish I oh I can't even get the I'm just thinking of the songs that I wrote down because of what I remember, right? But I can't think of how to sing the song. And y'all don't no want me to sing right now anyway. Um, Come uh, on now. I've been off key this whole time. We said we was going to hit the Mariah Carey falsetto together. Oh, no. I I, I did. I, you know, I crushed it. But oh, I have a three-song limit. Oh, I, okay. I maxed, <laughs> Got I maxed it. out. Got um, it. 
but the point of it all, right? I think I, I did five, four or five for music soul child, but crazy, right? What I just called out is probably off of two or three albums. You yeah, know? that's what I'm saying is there's like this pocket where you're really listing like three or four songs coming yeah. from the same album, right? And I mean, you can't play your whole album on a versus, even yeah. though I think Music Soul Child has a lot of songs like on uh, Soul Star, there's a lot of hits on there. You know, I just want to sing a lot of hits on there. Just listen, lots of hits on there. Like, Easily. Like, just honestly, those first three albums out of the both of them right so i'll even give the, half of love and music to to music oh well. yeah yeah oh yeah for sure there's those are those are albums where you know the song that's coming on next before the song comes on yep yep and they all so they're spoke, all hits spoke to, really. to us they're all hits really but are they like hits when we're talking about the rest of the world knows that yeah. they're hits yeah, because right, they, they that is chart. a distinction. That is because that's what they're talking about on verses. They're like hits, right? Yeah. Not twenty songs Not, that people who listen to your album like are committed to your album. That, right, yeah. twenty songs that the people in the world know about too, whether they really listen to you or not. Okay, so here's a question for you: Can you pick five songs that you can think off the top for Anthony Hamilton? They'd be like, you know what? I can rock with these being on the on the on the set list. Number one, I'm gonna say if he doesn't bring out nappy roots and give those men a chance to rejuvenate their situation, I'm gonna be upset. So he has to do that. Um, I agree with you on coming from where I'm from. I think there were like some other ones though, like like I said, first love. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a mess is like a I, I can't I can't let that one go he had like and I don't I don't know like I wonder if they're gonna sing are they just gonna play the jam and kind of sing or is he home I hope they're singing I hope they sing oh I didn't even like I didn't even talk about us by Anthony Hamilton and... that part and better days oh my goodness like yeah it's it's a, See, yeah I can't even pick like I literally what, I cannot again pick. we are on the Anthony Hamilton playlist so it, I don't music what somebody call music and just I'm just saying he needs to go to rehearsal and start prepping I'm scared oh no oh no I he, he, oh he's about to kill it but music soul child I can I can pick five and still feel like I'm cheating music soul child. Just like- I agree with that. On When it comes down with hits, I agree yeah. with that. And I think that, like I said, music has more of his own hits to lean on. Yeah, than I yeah, think. absolutely. But, but I'm, I'm going, I'm rooting you. for the whole team. I'm rooting, you know, me and my family have already decided, you know, music, we're, we're, we're riding with you till the, till the wheels fall off. Right. Right. Oh, you that that was your declaration of, of your decision. That was your okay, but he's see, like, and you can see here <laughs> what side I'm on. But one thing I will say in their style of music, and 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 see if you vibe with this, right? They have different sounds in a sense that music soul child is not pop, but poppy, like a more 
youthful crowd because he talks about, oh, falling in love and all this stuff. Anthony Hamilton is an old soul, like, to his music, right? You feel like he's talking to... Yeah. He can talk to a a couple of generations. Yeah, they're they're really kind of taking these different sides of hip-hop, like I said, right? Yeah. Wherein... You have, you know, like you said, music coming from this like regular R&B kind of pop, which you would expect out of hip hop yeah. sound. But then you have Anthony Hamilton bridging this hip hop sound with blues and like a deep, deep bluesy soul, yeah. you know, a very growly from the pit of your stomach. You, you know what I mean? You yeah. feel that emotion. So mm-hmm. I think that I think. What we're dealing with here is the difference between somebody who paints with words and somebody who literally paints with like the the growl in their voice or the hurt yeah, or the pain. Yeah. And I think music has been great from a poetic standpoint, bringing yeah. the words to life and 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 manipulating them to attribute to whatever picture he's trying to paint. Yeah. And Anthony Hamilton has been really good at using his vocal instrument to make you, you don't, you're not just hearing him, you can feel him, even if you didn't speak English, baby. Yeah. yeah. You know Anthony Hamilton is either hurt or happy. Exactly. Exactly. So let me ask you this. Let me, this, this would be our... Uh... The, be our final call on this. Who are you? Uh, who's your? Uh-uh, call don't on do this me. One? Don't do me. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. <laughs> I'm saying my family already said. I said to my brother earlier. I was like, okay. I was like, you know, Hamilton got some, and he was like, nope, nope, nope. I love it. That's we're my going, brother. We're going for music, and I was like, okay. I've taken really great. So, by the way, verses in my house is a thing. Yeah. Oh, the whole house is here. We put a strobe light that goes into, you know, the lamp and, you know, so everybody's here. It's in everybody's calendars. We get together, you know, versus is a real big deal. The babies are in here and we're all watching and we're all talking about and we're all dancing and doing whatever the old school thing was and, you know, all of that. So I have done a very good job of staying neutral um, and waiting to see how it's delivered because there are artists just like when we saw, you know, you know, um, uh, Dipset and the locks, right? Yep. It is literally about how you prepare your catalog. It's not oh, about yeah. the fact that you have it. Mm-hmm. Versus is about how you prepare it, how you deliver it. It's just like back when you could break dance. I mean, you could be the best windmiller. You could, you know what I mean? But Turbo and Ozone came out with the faces and they was hitting you, right? And it was different, like the way they looked at you when they did it. Big you time. know, it's the delivery yeah. that matters. So I can't I can't even decide. I never choose on a versus deciding based on like catalog and stuff because yep. I feel like when it comes down to it, the way that the delivery happens makes all the difference. Like Big Daddy Kane and uh, KRS-One. I'm a KRS-One fan. I krs one over everything oh yeah but oh, i mean yeah. big daddy Kane came out and did some things so i'm not choosing do not do me do not put me in that position i'm not choosing <laughs> i'm going to wait and see but we know whose side you're on and what? well you know my my house is or, on the same side as you. Or, organically yes but it's it's hard it's hard this is he one better where, bring the hamiltones out yeah look that that that'd be another cheat code honestly 
factually. Nappy Roots, the Hamiltons. Yeah, like, yeah. Has to happen. Jelly from Philly, ruthless. See, the, and, and well, that, and the other thing is, is her and Music Soul Child have such a connection that. Yes. You know, that Philly thing. Yeah, she would be crossing lines. You know what I mean? Yes. She'd be crossing picket lines if listen, she ends up listen. on Hamilton. So I didn't think about that when it came down to the bullets. So maybe Jilly from listen. Philly may not. Listen, listen. It's going. What song does way, it's have be with Jill Scott? Is it? Do they have a song together? Now, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't remember anything, but. I relate so much of their journey because they came out in the same era. Right. That their songs aligned to me. That I honestly feel like they should have done multiple songs together. But, but the fact were, that it's not something we can think of off the top of my head is mind-boggling to me. Yeah, that that is. Like I I, I and I did some research on, on both these artists, and that's something I never saw. So it'd be interesting to see. I definitely want to dig deeper and find out what uh what's there um i'll probably go live on 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 uh on this just before the the uh the versus happens to get a feel for where everybody is on on this on this on this event because it, it is an event and i can't wait i'm looking forward to it um uh, i think i truly believe that uh this is going to be one of those uh tone setters for how we shift the way we look at uh, verses, right? Because, uh, well, well, before I even go there, let me ask you a question about verses. Um, the fact that it's an event for you, what are your, uh, what's your perspective? Like, what do you think verses has done for the culture, for the musical culture of of bringing relevance to to songs and artists that really um, have been forgotten? Not because. Uh, they don't have fans, but because there's a newer generation that's not getting a chance to experience them because of the era that they were in versus, you know, like going far back to like the 70s and the 80s. There's this such a variance in their style to the current style that sometimes you don't you don't think of the in-betweens like this late 90s to mid 2000s. I think, I think the, the, the way that we introduced music to our lineage or our legacies or our children was different back then mm -hmm. and a lot more intrapersonal uh, what am I trying to say a lot more intimate because we you know back then you had the album right we're handing you the record you could tell that the vinyl was sensitive yeah you you touched it you're looking at all you could imagine was the music and the cover mm-hmm you know, and then we moved to like videos and things like that, where we could, you know, show you the video and what the video looked like. And now, because it's so digital and so much music comes out, yeah, it's different when, you know, some of these songs back in the day, it was impacting the whole community. You weren't going anywhere without knowing the words to this song or that song. Yeah. Right. You weren't going anywhere in the community where if you were at the barbecue and you heard boom, 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 you knew like, exactly. so 
there was a community of people where as a teenager or kid or you know somebody coming up or somebody who had never been introduced to that song where it was affirmed just you know everybody is it was affirmed and so and and the intimate exchange so i think versus has allowed for there to be another way to create that intimate exchange that doesn't just sound like you know, back when I was, you know, yeah, you yeah. end up sounding old, even though you're not. It's like, you know, back in my day, right? And it's like, you know, we were listening to things that they're still listening to today, yeah, right? Absolutely. Where the generations are not so far removed, right? Mm -hmm. They have more access to it, but we also don't bump going down the streets the way that we used to. We don't care about speakers in the back. You know, I remember right, back right. in the day, we you had to bump your joint loud. The whole street needed to hear what you were listening to, right? Facts, Nobody's facts. really doing that yeah. anymore. You don't need, you know, 18s in the back anymore, right? You know, so, and and especially COVID, we lost like a lot of the, the intimacy of having these conversations. And I think COVID put people back in their homes and allowed for us to play music, you know, DJ nice, right? Club quarantine and stuff like that just allowed us to play music that maybe our kids had never heard before. And they're stuck in the house with us jamming. Yep. And it allowed us to create time for memories. And I yeah. think versus allowed us to also learn stuff that we didn't know right yeah. when they were talking when the producers were playing songs and you were like what babyface wrote that right you're like right or even when timbaland and swiss did their first one i was mm -hmm. like swiss did that that sounds like now that i listen to it that sounds now like you swiss. hear it yeah that's crazy yeah right so, so then even people who know the music are having like these aha moments yeah. and then the kids are having these like now i have a piece of information that most people don't know moments yeah. and you know what i mean so it just becomes this beautiful experience so yeah in my house we we lock down and i know versus comes on at a time where you know company why we're normally doing things and stuff like that and my family is very strict like if it falls on the time they're like sorry you're missing it lady go be on your zoom or whatever because we're doing it up in here so you know, you said something earlier. I want to bring this back from the beginning of our talk. You said when your uh, when your CD went missing, yes, uh, CDs. When your CD went missing, you had to ask your brother, right, to to get it back to you, get the toothpaste, and only those from that era and the rubbing alcohol would understand what that meant, right? Um, so it, it's the microfiber cloth. Yeah, you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> That was it. Yeah. That was the move. <laughs> Let, let's let's be real. But you know, and when you that, got desperate and it started skipping really, really bad. Yeah. Don't lie. You did one of these. Don't lie. You know you did. <laughs> you yeah. know you did it. There was not one person who had a CD when you wanted to hear that song and they got the. Uh, 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 yeah. You were like, oh no, I'm gonna make this yeah. work. <laughs> facts but you know what what i also think about that is that intimacy that you're talking about it wasn't it wasn't just well you'd never notice it because everything is streamed now that if you can't stream it you just youtube it so there's not back then you had to have the, the that big dial whether it be the cd the cassette tape or the record 
That's the only way you could get those songs. So when it, my favorite thing now looking back was having to clean up on Saturdays in the morning with the music bumping because it was not, it was never my choice. I didn't have headphones growing up. So I didn't have the choice to just say, I'm gonna listen to my own music. So it was a community music in the home. And sometimes it was played loud enough that the neighbors knew what was going on. It's like, hey, it's cleanup time for us too. And sometimes they wouldn't even bother turning their music. I remember if one of our neighbors was playing music, cause I grew up in Nigeria at that phase. If they were playing music, we were outside just sweeping up and dusting and, and clean and everybody was grooving. So that intimacy, that's why when I think when people ask me some of the songs I love and I'll be like, yeah, um, uh, hello by, by, um, oh my gosh. Hello. I don't know, pick another old jam. Is it me you're looking for? Oh my Adele? gosh. Lionel Richie. Oh no. Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie. Yeah, right? Look, I'm like, Adele? You went Adele. Like, <laughs> like y'all was cleaning up in Nigeria to Adele. <laughs> <laughs> but see, but but those things, it's like, how do you know those songs or that era of music? It's because it was imprinted in our memory. And that is different now. So that's one of the things I love about our verses because it gives us that connection to the, to the present because now, you know, the, the, the folks that were never exposed to certain songs, older and younger, get to hear the music from a perspective of the creativity and the times which which like i can i can think when my when my folks my aunts and uncles would hear me listen to some music they'd be like "Hmm, whatever it it ain't this or they just took one of our tracks and remade it now they can sit and listen to some of this stuff and they're like you know what i love that song it takes me back to this experience and i see how this song and now they have a different appreciation for it they still love their favorites but they now have the opportunity to say i'm down to listen to what you have or the yeah. younger are now listening and saying hmm i can actually see how my music sounds like that right right so yeah. that evolution you get to have conversations intergenerationally because of the versus effect i love you sharing that memory because me and my grandparents it was thursday night for us right? Mm -hmm. Thursday night. And we would go back and forth. I had really hip grandparents. My grandfather is into music. I mean, he's current on all the new hip hop today. Okay. Let me tell y'all, if y'all hit my grandfather with some trap or something, he's like, what about this? I got this on my (laughs) iTunes. So don't play around. Come on, G-pop. My grandfather, he is going to hit you with it. Come on, G-pop. That's what I'm talking about. I'm playing, it's the, you know, 90s. I'm playing Tupac and that just came out or I'm playing, you know, um, uh, uh, Soul For Real or I'm playing, right? And then, so these were all the songs that were coming out during that time. And my grandparents would play, you know, some of the other, you know, songs. And my grandma would teach me how to cha-cha, right? That's where I learned how to cha-cha. I'll never forget. We lived on Sunny Slope. And the only place we could do it was right by the front door because it, you know, there was tile there. And so I learned how to cha-cha there. My grandfather had, remember when, so not just records and CDs, but remember when you had to have the sound system and you had the cords that went around the house and the different speakers around the house and don't touch my amp. And it had the little glass door that closed and they knew you touched it if it was fingerprints on the amp right on the door always had fingerprints on it 
yeah, the record player was in there. Everything was in there. But that changed the way me and my parents, right? Me and my grandparents talked about music and the way yeah. we experienced music. When we went to go see Malcolm X, every Thursday night, we were playing shotgun, boom, mm. boom, do the jerk right in that, right? So there were different songs that went came out in movies yeah. where they were like, oh, did you hear that song in the movie? And we're, you know, so the, anytime you have a, a chance to turn something into a moment, you know, to teach the older generations or the new generation, right? Or yeah. learn is just a beautiful sonic experience. Man. I, that's, I think that is the most dynamic way uh, to kind of close us out there. I love the teaching opportunities we get in our musical exposure. And you really capped it out in such a beautiful way because there's so many things I've learned from other people's musical choices and vice versa, right? And um, that creates the nostalgia. Oh, Oh, come with it, sis. I Oh, one more thing. I got to say this one. I remember coming to Cali and you got down on some uh, Oakland stuff and some Northern Cali stuff and, you know, oh, like yeah. E-40 and like the deep stuff and like you all the movement. And I was captivated and mesmerized because dance is something for me. And I remember watching, like I watched you guys as you evolved from these professional square individuals to this soulful collection of to us going this face this face those open man those open man <laughs> and i was like this is it like i'm here with you and for me it was like that immersion because yeah i could see it on tv but it's something right when you're in the space and you get to smell the energy taste the vibe in yeah. that do you smell energy taste about yeah you you just gonna have to vibe with me that's how i felt it and i was in there and i was like yo i don't even know where all of this came from like what culturally it meant to that region but i can't wait to learn it and i only got that because i was able to associate with you right up there in california so thank you for giving me that exposure back then because now i crave it where i go i want to see the locals and how they move so well, uh, that's what music and nostalgia really is. It's about giving us that opportunity to immerse ourselves in a new space with new people and learn their cultures, learn their lives through music because it opens us up genuinely. Where people might close off before, music always finds a way to open our hearts. And Jocelyn, before we go, where can we find you in the world, social uh... media? Um, you can find me at J G R E Y underscore J gray underscore on IG. Um, but we are launching a new podcast as well, where we are going to do uh, a thing called become, that'll be the name of the podcast. And then you can become whatever you want to become, right? Creative yeah. entrepreneurs, come one, come all. And we're going to bring some friends on who will teach you how to become what you want to become. If you want to become an artist, you know, we have A&Rs that are going to come on, producers that are going to oh. come on, uh, that are going to tell you exactly what to do. You want a podcast, we're going to have, you know, if you want to become a podcast, 
podcast, we're going to have people who do that come on and tell you exactly what to do. Become dance, become gospel, become culinary, become fashion. We're going to have all kinds of my friends come and they're going to share their expertise. And as I grow, uh, you'll get a chance to grow and become whatever it is that you want to, too. So come and be a part of the B community. <laughs> you get it? Get what I did there? Um, but you can follow us on Instagram at become.ent, become entertainment, become.ent on Instagram. Um, and there's nothing there yet except for a pic that says loading because there's so much that's in store. But I would say follow now so that you can be uh, a part of the journey as we launch this thing. It's going to be incredible. And we have some incredible guests from some major labels and mm. some really fun things that are lined up. So I'm really excited excited uh, for people to learn from those who are the best of the best. And you can always um, reach me at connect at become.ent.com. Uh, so connect, sorry, connect at become-ent.com uh, if you want to book a session. So if you're a creative and you want to book a coaching session, yeah. hit me there and let's connect and let's figure out how we can help you become whatever it is that you're looking to become. Excellent. excellent. DWAP, thank you so much for having me on. It is just such a pleasure and an honor to support you, support your platform. You have given yourself away to so many people over time. If it's your first time following Dapple Peters, just know that this gentleman is absolutely selfless. He gives himself away on so many levels, but to see you do something that is yours, that is for you, that you're enjoying and just see your glow as you're doing it. This was an honor and it was so fun. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh, I appreciate you so, so much. I had fun. This is just normal for us. This is how we vibe when we're together. This is our regular chat. Yeah, this is us. Like we get, like actually we were very well contained today. So for you guys listening to us, become who you choose to be by connecting with the right people. Music and nostalgia, we're helping you connect to your memories and help you elevate to where you can be. Thank you so much. Remember, no matter what you're going through, no matter what the challenge is, always, always remember the joy is in the journey. All right. See you guys later. Thanks you for joining.